Good morning. It is time to skip the BS. Time for Undisputed. Time to talk Super Bowl opening night as we got to see how the Chiefs and the 49ers handled all those crazy media questions. Of course, Patrick Mahomes was asked about catching and passing Tom Brady and becoming the greatest quarterback of all times. And here is what Mahomes had to say to that. I mean, I'm not even close to halfway, so I haven't put a lot of thought into it. I mean, your goal is to be the best player that you can be. Um, and uh, I know I'm blessed to be around a lot of great players around me. Um, and so right now, it's doing whatever I can to beat a great 49ers team and trying to get that third ring. And then if you ask me that question in like 15 years, and I'll see if I can get close to seven. But seven seems like a long ways away still. So Mahomes is saying all the right things, taking the high road, the humble road, maybe even the realistic road. But many others are already making the goat case for Patrick Mahomes. Keyshawn, can you see Mahomes passing Brady to become the goat? Ooh, Skip. I mean, he's right. He's not even halfway. Yeah. Stop lying to me, Pat. You're talking about you ain't even thinking about it. Of course you're thinking about it because it's out there in the universe. That's all we're talking about now yeah. is that at some point in time, can you or can you not? Catch up to Patrick Mahomes. Look, seven Super Bowls are tough, right, Skip? I keep always saying people act like Super Bowls are a bowl of M&Ms. You just grab them, just grab them as many as you want, and you keep it moving. It's, that's not the case. To win one Super Bowl is hard as hell, as you know. You've covered enough of them. And, and in this situation, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is one step closer to getting to seven. But seven probably, he probably won't accomplish seven. Just probably won't. I, I'm looking at more like... The four number, maybe, maybe the five number, including this year. Yep. It's just hard to get to a Super Bowl. There are many, many great players that have come in the National Football League that have gone on to put gold jackets on, have never sniffed the Super Bowl. Dan Marino played in the Super Bowl his second year, never seen it again. So it's just, it's, it's a hard thing to process. Now, in the end, is Andy Reid still going to be around? What happens to Kelsey? Can they find another sort of kind of weapon like a Kelsey? Does Rasheed Rice continue to elevate his game? Do the other guys, MVS and all those guys, start to step up? Uh, could, could Pacheco obviously take another step? Is the defense, is Spags uh, going to get a job next year as a new, another head coach opportunity? Like, you got to think about all the things that align themselves with that GOAT status and greatness. Tom Brady had one coach for the most part his entire career, right? He had basically the same system for his entire career, whether he created it, Josh McDaniels, Charlie Weiss, whoever. But, but when you're in those situations, you can thrive. The moment that they start to crack a little bit, which means that people start to go in different directions because their careers evolve, you just never know what might derail the situation. But I think if he got to four, he certainly going, is going to be in that conversation, Richard. No question. Um, you know, obviously, he's on his way. He's been in the league six years, been to six AFC championships, been to four Super Bowls. So, I mean, there's nothing. It may not be easy for everybody else. For everybody else, you might be right, Key, where you're like, man, it, it's, it's hard to get back to the Super Bowl. It just does not seem hard for this kid. I mean, the circumstances keep changing. The personnel keeps changing. The defenses change. And he keeps getting there. And you look and say, hey, he can't do it without Tyreek. Then he gets there without Tyreek. But he can't win it without Tyreek. Then he wins it without Tyreek. And he gets there again without Tyreek. Uh, and 
I, I just don't know what it is they're going to be able to do to stop him. If the defense that he gets keeps getting better, they're still young. They do a good job of paying the right people, not paying the wrong people, uh, refreshing the, the cupboards when they go bare. You know, they had Tyron Matthew. Now they got Justin Reed in the secondary. Uh, they keep, you know, they lost they lost their great corner in Charvarius Ward. Then they got another great corner in Sneed. You know, and they always wearing these random numbers, 38, 35. <laughs> and then you, it's hard to even, like, look at him and be like, man, they, he's strapping. I feel like if Sneed was wearing, like, 24 or something, he would have been an all-pro this year. But that's a story for a different day. Mm. But I, I do think that uh, he's going to continue to be in a conversation. I don't know about eclipsing him because there's so much pageantry there. There's so much that Brady did during a time. He went against some really phenomenal defenses, some historic defenses, some historic teams, some historic rivalries. And Patrick Mahomes just doesn't have a rival like that in his time. You know, you, you, we, we keep putting rivals in there for him, but they don't have anything accomplished. Like Tom had Peyton, you know, you got Aaron, you got, you got all these guys that, have, that are getting MVPs and that are, that are winning Super Bowls. Well, Aaron won one, Peyton won two. You know, guys that 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 you could say, hey, OK, these are his rivals in these situations. But Patrick, there's nobody else winning. it. There's no, nobody else. There's Patrick has won it. And Burrow hasn't won it. Uh, Josh Allen hasn't won it. Lamar hasn't won it. So it, it's hard to, like, put him in there right now until, you know, we see how the story plays out. Mm. All right. My turn. This whole conversation for me just gets silly. And yet, maybe I should disqualify myself. I'm, I'm a Brady fan. I always have been. I do not know him personally, so it's not a personal connection whatsoever. I'm just looking at the facts and the body of work. And to me, it almost smacks of that this question keeps rearing its head. It's, it's like the Brady hate is still alive and well or hell. That Brady jealousy, that Brady resentment. It's the whole Internet age of who's got next, forget about the past, it's only about the present, we're all prisoners of this moment, and this moment belongs to Patrick Mahomes, as Richard so eloquently stated, he just keeps getting there. By hook or crook, he just gets there. He doesn't have time, he gets there. And I give you all the above. But if we start looking hard at bodies of work so far, and Patrick's already got a notable one, I say that, in 10 Super Bowls that Tom Brady played, not one time did he play remotely as poorly as Patrick played, ironically, against Brady in Patrick's second Super Bowl when Patrick just had a bad game. He just stunk in that game. You can't show me one of Tom's 10 Super Bowls in which he stunk like that, played nearly that poorly. And that was a 31-9 to loss Obviously, it was at Tampa, so Tom got to play it on his home field. But it was still 31 to 9. It wasn't even close. And if you look hard at Brady's accomplishments in his 10, he actually played well enough to win all 10 of his Super Bowls. I can make the case because in the first Eli Super Bowl, he did his part. And then Belichick's defense couldn't stop Eli from going 75 yards for a touchdown within the, the final two minutes of that one. And if, if you recall the second Eagles Super Bowl, Tom threw for an all-time playoff record 505 yards and hung 33 on a top-five defense and lost 41-33 to 33 in part because Belichick mysteriously 
inexplicably bench Malcolm Butler in that game. I still can't get it through my psyche. But but I believe that Bill cost Tom those two Super Bowls. And then the other one, the one that would be in question, was the second Eli Super Bowl in which we came down to one throw late in the game that if it's caught, if it's completed, we're having a different conversation because I think they're going to go win the game at this point. If we could see it, it's the Wes Welker play. It wasn't a great throw, but but it was a catchable throw. If you get two hands on the ball and you're a receiver of that caliber, Keyshawn, is it fair to say you should catch the football? If you get both hands on the football, does Keyshawn catch that football? Yes. Are you built like Wes Welker? No, you're not. You're, you know, what's Wes? Like five, nine, or ten, and you're yeah, that's six, a, that's four. A, that's a, a, a very difficult catch for Wes Welker. Yeah. Tom put it in an area where only his guy could catch it, but, yeah. you know, that, it, look, it's not Tom's fault. It's not Welker's fault. The play just, just didn't happen. Okay, I give you that. And yeah, but go, what, go ahead, what I'll Richard. say, uh, yeah, what I'll say to combat that, Skip, and, and it, the point I would assume Keyshawn would make is that Bill also got him a couple. You know, there was the ten three Rams game where his offense scored ten points, yeah. and and I don't hear you mention that, but that's a win for him. Okay, that's a ring for him. But he on. only scored ten points in the game. He, I was going to let Skip just finish, Richard. Okay, but but who had the touchdown okay, drive good. in the fourth quarter to win the game? Who who threw? A there was great only one touchdown to drive in the game, the, Skip. Okay. There's, so you, you again one touchdown drive. So you keep saying in these numbers, you could talk about five hundred in a loss, but you can't touch talk about one touchdown scored in a whole game in a win. And then you talk about okay. the Malcolm Butler interception. You talk about there's a number of times where they got things done that it wasn't necessarily Tom's fault that they won, but he gets credit just okay. like as he deserves deservedly. So. Time out. Against the Legion of Boom, Tom Brady in the fourth quarter threw for 124 yards and two touchdowns, and he didn't and, get it done? And, and they got an interception at the one-yard line or he would have lost that game, Skip. So, okay. that's, so again, if you could, you could put it both ways, give him credit where it's due, but don't sit there and try to give him credit for, for things that didn't happen. Oh, he should have won this Super Bowl. He, won. he won the ones he was supposed to win. He lost the ones he was supposed to lose. But don't try to, to take lose away to what the Patrick backup is quarterback doing. of the Philadelphia Eagles when you throw for 505 and put up 33, and that's Brady's Skip, fault. Nobody cares about you know what, what you do in a loss. You know what happens, though, Skip, in situations? What? You know what happens in, in situations where backup quarterbacks or backup players, they empty this, the, the kitchen sink. They just empty it out on you, and they come with Philly Philly and plays like that that you're, you may never have seen them run before, and all of a sudden it catches you by surprise. Look, I understand what you're saying. Brady does get some credit. But you can't just continue to disrespect Bill Belichick as if he was just a guy standing on the sidelines with a headset on. I, I didn't say that, but he did cost Tom two of them. And you didn't make whatever okay, case. Okay, so do, I, you, do you think the, the, the first victory of the, the Super Bowl mm -hmm. against the Los Angeles Rams, yeah. not the second one, yeah. that's all Tom Brady. It had nothing to do with Willie McGinnis and them and that defense being stout at a time when they needed to I have given with the greatest show on turf. From day one, it was a masterpiece of a defensive game plan against the greatest show on turf. Not but once, yeah. Skip, but twice. But when, what do you mean twice? The second greatest show on turf. Not the first greatest show on turf, but the second, later on, the one that Richard just referred to, the one that, that what was the score, nine to three or whatever it was? It was 10 to three. 10, 10 to three. That that defensive yeah. that defensive was it design yeah. 
was incredible. Yeah, it's 13 to 3. 13 yeah. to 3. This yeah. was the high flying, mm -hmm. mighty Los Angeles Sean McVay. If I stand next to him, it head was coach, I'm getting a job. Jared Goff. It was Jared Goff. Okay, but I, but I had to make Jared Goff into a pumpkin. You can't skip, but go ahead. Man, okay. I'll let you, but, I'll let but you go was, ahead. But, Wade, but, but. Wade Phillips had Tom's number his whole career. That was Wade so Phillips' defense. So now it's defense. Wade Phillips. Well, it was. He had to go back so and look at Wade, what happened at Denver. So, go back and look at what so happened. It's it's Jared Goff, but then you lose to Nick Foles. You know, Skip, you can make whatever case you want. Well, you can Tom make whatever excuse you want. Tom didn't lose to Nick Foles. Tom didn't Tom lose. Tom 100% lost to Nick Foles. He 100% did. Was, That's he, what he, it looks was like. he the starting Skip, quarterback in the game? Skip. Skip. How can he do anymore? How could he do any more? Seriously. So how could he do any less when his team scores 13 points against the Rams? I mean, you could, you could barely do any less, but he gets the win. And you don't sit there and say, well, Tom gets the win for 13 points? No, you don't. You just he, say, he hey, you won a Super Bowl. He had the game-winning drive in the fourth quarter. He, he had one on touchdown drive in the entire— is one of Tom's best throws of his career. Am I touchdown right? Touchdown drive the entire game. But, but to this point, Skip, this is what I'll say. Mahomes has been in the league six years. He has two MVPs. If you compare it to Brady's six, first six years, he didn't have any MVPs. He had oh, yeah. three Super Bowls. Yeah. He won three. He, Mahomes has been to four. He has two. Yeah. He has two Super Bowl MVPs. He has two regular season MVPs. The resume that he has right now is stacking favorably in in in, in Mahomes's corner. Okay, which is time fine. out. You know, it's so, a long story. It's, so it's, I've seen Patrick win two Super Bowls, and I give you that. Except in the first one, he did everything in his power to give it back to you San Francisco. You don't get to say except. You don't get to say except. You don't get to say except. He threw a late third interception. He threw an early Skip. fourth quarter interception. It's twenty Skip. to ten. It does San not Francisco. matter. It does, it does matter. Not he matter. was so It doesn't because he won the game. Oh. It do, he won the game and he won the okay. MVP of the game and he yeah. won the MVP two two times. Skip. Yeah. And so when you say these things to try to diminish it, it I'm almost sounds like you're just telling you, I'm spitting facts back at you. In the game last year, you, you, he threw for a grand total of 182 yards against a torchable defense that fell completely apart this year. And he needed and a scoop and score by his defense, a defensive touchdown. And he needed but Kadarius. Not, to, let me finish. He needed Kadarius Tony to go 65 yards in the middle of the fourth quarter with a punt down to the five yard line to give him a cheap, easy touchdown to win that game. I'm sorry, 182 against Philadelphia. But skip. Wow. You, you're not, they were you're the number not, two pass defense in the league at the time. Oh, they were whatever. horrible. Skip, Dak had just thrown for 350 against them. I, I Four like, touchdowns. Skip, I, I like thought Tom Dak was Brady terrible. Too. I yeah. thought Dak was terrible. Yeah. Skip, I like Tom Brady, too. Yeah. I like Tom Brady, too, always. Yeah. Been knowing Tom Brady since he yeah. went into the league. Yeah. But here's what I would say. You just tried to discredit that man's accomplishments in the Super Bowl. Because, I'm, I'm just telling you the truth. Well, uh, you, he, you, he hasn't you're, had you're, a spectacular it, it, Super Bowl yet. Saying. He hasn't had a signature. Here's, here's we what, say, whoa, look at that. Here's what I'm going to say. That's well, he got signature MVPs from it. Mm. That's your truth. That's your facts. It's, it's now, a, it when I, when, now, now, if I want to break down Tom Brady's Super Bowl in Tampa, okay, and look at his pedestrian numbers, pedestrian numbers, for Tom Brady in a Super Bowl, yeah. and I want to say the reason he won that Super Bowl mm -hmm. is because of Todd Bowles in that defense. Yeah. That a blown coverage with Scotty Miller scores a touchdown. Like if I want to just do all of that well, sort of you, stuff, you're you can. Welcome to. Don't
don't do that, though, no. because it's All not right. fair. Okay. A win so, is a win is a win no matter how you got it. So here's the ultimate irony of this. When we do the Jordan-LeBron debate, we're always at a loss because we don't know how it would have stacked up for Jordan to actually have played against LeBron James. But we did get to see twice in big playoff games Brady versus Mahomes. Yes. And at Mahomes' house yes. at Arrowhead in overtime, Brady outdueled him because he converted yeah. three straight third and tens to win the game. He, he, he outdueled him, no question yeah. about it. Okay. Patrick and, Mahomes goes to the Super Bowl if D4 toe isn't on the line. Okay. So we can play that okay. game. I know, but Brady did outduel him quarterback to quarterback. And, and he's in his second year as a player okay. in the National Football League where Brady's like in his 18th year. All right. And yet in the Super Bowl, they go head to head. And Patrick just stinks. And Brady didn't have a great game, but he had a way better game than Patrick did. And, and, and Patrick and didn't have a Brady had, 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 had a defense. Brady had a better defense. Patrick yeah. Mahomes had me and you trying to block for him. Mm. Like, come on, though. Yeah. Skip. But, the conversation but, but isn't about statistics, out, man. The conversation is about. What I'm trying to figure out, I'm, I'm a total stats guy, Key. You know me. I, I, I'll, I'll take numbers, 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 numbers. But at the end of the day, in this situation, Skip, we're talking about a kid in his first six years, got two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs, two Super Bowl wins, mm. been to the Super Bowl four times, is currently in the Super Bowl, so we yeah. don't know what he's going to do in this situation. I'm mm. hoping he takes an ale. Um, but what, what, what you're saying right now doesn't really compute. The plays that you hate on, like the play you're seeing right here in the Super Bowl where he completes a third and 15 pass, and you're like, he's off his back foot, and he's floating away, and With he just throws punt. up a floater. Yeah. And, and it completes like it. A no look and completes punt. it. I, it I, I hear you, but some of the greatest plays in the history of the game look like that. They're, it looked like prayers, look like miracles. That's what makes them great plays. And that's what changes trajectories of, of franchises and programs. And that's why he got the MVP of the game. Skip, okay. so you can say what you want to say to try to revision, revise history, but the revising. history is what it is. I, I'm, I'm I, clearly, because you I'm can't. I'm holding it. But, I'm trying to remind everybody that in 10 Super Bowls, Tom Brady averaged 304 yards passing in 10. Patrick Holmes has yet to throw for 300 in any Super Bowl. He averages 246 he for three Super skip. Bowls. Okay, well, I'm just showing what, you what quarterback to quarterback. If we're talking about who's better, man, I'll take Brady all day and all night because in his first oh, six Super gonna, Bowls in New England, he had game-winning drives in the fourth quarter overtime every time. He threw for 124 against you guys. He threw for 246 rings. against Atlanta just in the fourth all quarter in overtime. It's impossibly great. I need to see one of those from all Patrick. Just show me rings. one. I just need one. All he's he going to show you is the rings, Skip. Yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't have to. He he's going to show you the rings, and, and that's well, all they're going to remember. He, he had to against Tom head-to-head, -to -head and he couldn't, didn't. He was out no. there with a half a team. Oh, Skip. half a team. Brady had half an offensive line half the time. Man, I, yeah. I, I, you, you, look, the conversation is about could he catch him as the greatest of all time? I don't know what that is because some people would argue that Montana's the greatest of all time. Mm. Four Super Bowls, no interception. Some people would argue that depending sure. on who no. you're having a conversation with. Mm -hmm. Some people has already, as you mentioned, opening up the show, have already decided that they Patrick Mahomes have. is going right. to be the greatest of all time. Right. And some people say Brady is the greatest of all time. Okay. And, and yet, all I heard for years and years was, no, it's, it's Belichick, it's Belichick, it's Belichick. And then Brady gets dumped in New England, goes to Tampa Bay, where they were 7-9 and nine the year before, and in a pandemic year, 
turns them completely around into a Super Bowl champion. And Bill, over the last four years, goes 29 and 38 in New England. So it wasn't all Bill. I, who, I don't, whoever okay. said it was all Bill? No Everybody ever did. That's oh, all I heard. What the hell are they okay. talking about, Skip? Because okay. nobody ever said it was Brady, all Bill. I, I heard it was 75% Okay, well, you, you, you hearing it from the wrong oh, people that know what the hell they're talking about. Okay. It, they they oh, play equally together. Sat in your chair, have said it's I have nothing to do with the other people that said in this chair. But I'm just I'm telling, just telling you. I'm telling you, it's equal share mm. on both the win and the loss column. Yeah. The man himself, Tom Brady, would tell you. Okay. Not only that, he had help on the defensive side. You know, there were Hall of Famers and borderline Hall of Famers that played with him. Yeah. Uh, that that wasn't yeah. on his side of the ball. How did they become that? They became Hall of Famer, borderline Hall of Famers, because they dominated when they needed to. Mm. Willie McGinnis, all-time sack leader in the postseason, for a reason. Mm -hmm. For a reason. Yeah. So you got to give everybody equal I, share. I do. You got to, man. I think Chris Jones is Are really we? good. I give him full credit for what he brings to that defense. You he, got to. I'm not, saying this, I'm not saying it's all uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Nor would I say it's all Tom Brady. Andy Reid, man, Big Red. He's calling the plays, and he's designing things yep. to help Patrick Mahomes get open, uh, uh, Kelsey get open so they can catch the balls, and Rasheed Rice be able to do what he needs to do in yep. his first Super Bowl. But you want to discredit the head coach that won six Super Bowls and been to nine of them that discovered Tom Brady, made a very, very shrewd executive decision to start a guy over a guy they just gave $100 million to. Mm -hmm. But he gets no credit. Mm. He gets nothing. Mm. He's just a guy with a uniform on on the sideline with a headset. Mm. With a hoodie on? A hoodie. His sweater. uniform. Sweater on. Oh. Boy, the NFL world just lined up to sign him after he got fired at New England. But that's a whole other conversation Man, not, for another day. <laughs> All right. Up next, we got to talk about last night. More specifically, you know, to me, the Chiefs actually seem to, are you ready for this? They seem to love talking about Taylor Swift. No resentment. No, they just babble about it. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash undisputedpod. 
your mental health journey begins here. It was Super Bowl opening night last night in Vegas. Both teams on stage getting interviewed, sometimes even interviewed together. Of course, Travis Kelsey was asked repeatedly about Taylor Swift, as was Mahomes and Andy Reid and many of the Chiefs players. My biggest takeaway was that none of the Chiefs got defensive or at all resentful of these relentless questions about Taylor Swift. In fact, they all seem to welcome the questions. They all gush positivity about her. They seem completely comfortable talking about her and her relationship with Travis Kelsey. And here's just a little of what Kelsey himself had to say about his girlfriend. She's unbelievable. She's uh, she's rewriting the history books herself. Uh, I told her I'll have to hold up my end of the bargain and come home with some hardware, too. Okay. My other takeaway was the Chiefs have embraced the underdog role. Of course, they're betting underdogs for a third straight playoff game. They're now two-and-a-half-point underdogs in the Super Bowl. And Mahomes, in particular, sounded like he relishes that role. So, Keyshawn, what were your biggest takeaways from the night? I, I think when you it was it was a bunch of stuff, though, right? You you got uh, it, it was a whole it was bunch a of whole stuff. bunch of yeah. you got Tony yeah. talking about he's the number you one did. wide receiver. Yep. You got Ward from San Francisco saying it's better in San Francisco than it was in Kansas City, despite winning a Super Bowl with the Kansas <laughs> City Chiefs and not winning one with the San Francisco 49ers as of yet. Yeah. But in all in all. I, I like the the whole. Let's stay on the Taylor Swift, right? All I right. just like the fact that they are embracing her. Everybody seems to not be jealous of Travis Kelsey no. and, and hers relationship, and she's gonna suck up a lot of the light that comes yeah. with her being in the stadium from the team. You know, as soon as something happens positive, the television cameras pan to her, and the players are seem to embrace that. They don't have a problem with it, mm. but that's showing the respect out of the leader. So, so quick question. If, if you had been a chief or let's say you were a Jet and the same, same situation sort of occurred, at some point... No, I wouldn't be would, the one you, dating Taylor Swift. I know, but would you get <laughs> resentful of the questions? Because after a while, you're like, oh, no, not, a, not another one. No, no, because I've been around players that have dated celebrities, celebrities. along the way. Yep. And it's not as big as Taylor Swift, but you still got questions about what do you think about this person? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's not my business, so I really wouldn't no. care as long as they're taking care of their business like he's doing with his 11 for 11 <laughs> against the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, yep. you you mentioned earlier in the season, would it become a distraction yep. to the team yep. as the, this thing continued to evolve? No. Nope. And clearly it did not become a distraction because they're playing in Las Vegas in the Super Bowl right yeah. now. So yeah. there's no, there's no, you know, jealousy there. I just like the fact that they have uh, basically accepted her as part of, and her Swifties as part of they the have. Kansas City Chiefs kingdom. I, I think that's pretty yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's fun. You know, it's part of team sports, Skip. You know, winning cures everything. Yeah, I think teams embrace yeah. the good everything about one another, especially in situations where you're going to the Super Bowl. So I'm sure in the locker room, guys are excited. It's fun. You know, it may be, you know, they may pick fun at Travis a little bit in a loving way, but Maybe. it's it's part of them. It's part of what they got to deal with. And, and there's no jealousy. I think it's weird, you know, the amount of, of, of negativity this this gets you know, because it's not that big a deal. You know, it's fun. It's fun for the league. It's fun. It's a fun moment. In time, it's a fun moment for, for Travis. And, and obviously, Taylor, she's trying to support 
She has a busy schedule. She's trying to be a part uh, of her boyfriend's life. I, I don't I don't see the big deal about why it should be negative in any respect. I think it's weird. Anybody that sees it that way, you know, maybe they don't have girlfriends or they don't have supportive partners. And maybe that says more about them than it does about Travis or Taylor. But I, I, I think it's good. I think I, I, I like how the Kansas City Chiefs are handling it. I like how the San Francisco 49ers are handling it. I like how the NFL is handling it. Because yeah, they're is, being all positive about it. They they are. It, it's, it's also possible that by, you know, they've got an interview session Wednesday and Thursday for an hour and an hour. It's possible by late Thursday's interview session, they'll be like, just give us a little break here. Like we've we've answered that question 34 times already this week. That That can annoy you after a while. I've seen that happen with other circumstances similar to this yeah it, right? it, it it could annoy you if it's the same question yeah but if you phrase that question differently you get a different answer you, you understand what i'm saying now i don't even know what the questions were because they kept as you said they kept panning from his interview to somebody else yeah. and they come back later on but if is there a question of is there marriage in the future oh, that question may be different yeah. they may have not asked that question last no. night on Thursday, somebody may ask the teammate, can you, can you see them ever being married? So it's a different question. But by the time they get the kickoff, all those questions should be answered. Mm. So you brought up Kadarius Toney, and this was maybe a flashpoint of the night, interviewed live on NFL Network by Michael Robinson, who was Richard's former teammate, obviously, in Seattle. And he did a great job. He did a great job. He did a great job all night, by the way, but this was a tricky, tough one, and he had to kind of ease into it with Kadarius, like, why did you blast the Chiefs exactly? And I, I don't even want to try to tell you exactly how Kadarius answered it. It was all over the map. It was a little convoluted. It was definitely confusing. I think he said that he was responding to Giants fans about his time with the Giants. And then he said, I got distracted and interrupted and I didn't finish. And then I went back and it. it Clearly, he didn't take PR know. 101. I don't know. That, that's for sure. I don't know. He didn't. Yeah. You, you could just tell. He barely took rules 101. You <laughs> yeah, know, but, but you, could just, you could tell no, that, that, was a, that, yeah. that that was a shock to his system. So when you start grabbing at straws, I'm not saying that the man is lying, that he, he wasn't talking about Giant fans yeah. or, because his, his time with the Giants didn't, didn't end well. No, no. But let's face it, the Giants, that was two years ago. He has now been on the Chiefs two years in a row, two Super Bowls. So that, that's so long ago. Why are you still talking about the Giants or communicating with Giant right. fans if that's the case? We all could assume, at least I'm going to assume, that he was certainly talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, especially after everything has unfolded the way it has over the last several weeks of the season, where he was inactive and some bad things uh, happened in terms of his on-play uh, ability over yeah. those last couple games. So I I'm certainly thinking he's talking about the Kansas City Chiefs and not the Giants. Right. And, and obviously, no question. Yeah, no he, question. He, he was indicating on, it was like an IG Live, I think, that he was not injured, that the Chiefs were fabricating the fact that he was injured just to and, and yet we talked about it here on the show and I said well maybe they're just trying to give him a break you know give him a way out of this because he did get demoted he because he dropped a couple of balls he tipped a couple into interceptions so uh, where is he now what Keyshawn what's your gut feeling where, where does he stand with this team can you see him playing in the Super Bowl 
He's active. Yep, he's definitely active. He, he's active, yeah. so I, I think they could they they may still play him, you know, because sometimes a, a, first of all, Andy Reid has so much respect that a cooling off period can make things a lot easier for you. And they certainly could utilize him in some of his special, unique skill set in this game, as you mentioned, uh, punt return, he for did. instance, or or some fly sweeps or screens or yep. things that he's capable of doing, they certainly can utilize him in that capacity. So I expect for him to play how much he plays, I have no idea. But I expect for him to see some tick. Yeah. All right. Now to the final theme that I brought up, which is Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. Again, they're now two-and-a-half-point dogs to the 49ers. How dangerous is he in that role? Because I think he eats this up because he's never really been able to play this role before. And this will be the third straight game, obviously, at Buffalo, at Baltimore, and now Super Bowl 49ers, in which they have not been favored. What do you think, Keyshawn? I mean, I think I, go, I think yeah. he'll be fine. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think he'll, he'll play like he always plays in Super Bowls. He, he plays well. He executes down the stretch. He executes throughout the game. Um, you know, at times he turns the ball over, so there'll, there'll be opportunities there. But I don't think, you know, I, I think he's embraced the road thus far because people said he couldn't win on the road, and he proved he could win on the road. He could win an AFC championship on the road because he hadn't done so in his career. And so <clears throat> I'm sure he embraces it, but I don't know. This game feels more even than, than underdog to me, but uh, the, the, the Vegas numbers say he's an underdog. Uh, I'm sure the Kansas City Chiefs are embracing that in their locker room. And uh, we'll see how it plays out Sunday. Yeah, I just think he gets more and more dangerous the more you tell him he can't, you know, that he, he's the dog in this game. You do realize yeah. he was the underdog last year in Super Bowl as well. He was the underdog he, they were, last year. They were slight so, underdogs. They were underdogs. Yep. Underdogs, yep. slight, one point, yep. half a point. They were yep. underdogs, right? And most of the underdog stuff, the favorites, it's about money in Vegas. It's not... Is he a better quarterback than Brock Purdy? Is, is, is Kelsey better than Kittle? It, it's not about that. It's the money. So as players, if you sit up and you pay attention to the line before you take the field, you feel like you don't have a chance at all. You will, you will be demoralized if you look at, oh, God, we're seven-point underdogs. Yeah. Even though you know better as a player. And I'm sure Patrick Mahomes knows better as a player that – it, like Richard said, it might be pretty even in terms of just looking player for player, system for system, record for record. It could, it's probably an e as even as it could possibly get, mm. but because the money is coming in a certain way, people are betting on the 49ers opposed to the Kansas City Chiefs, which makes them the underdog. Yeah, I just think Patrick sits back and he said all the right things about Brock Purdy. He said he watched him a lot at Iowa State, thought he was underrated on and on and on. But I think Patrick sits back and says to himself, wait a second, you're, you're telling me I'm a two-and-a-half-point underdog to Brock Purdy? And I think that drives him. I, I think you're, well, he, he's been on a mission to show you he could win on the road, and here we go again with another mission. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. think, to be honest with you, Skip, I don't think he's losing sleep over Brock Purdy. I don't think he, no. <laughs> I think he may be losing sleep over trying to figure out how to beat the San Francisco 49ers, yeah. but he ain't losing no sleep over trying to figure out how to be a better quarterback than Brock Purdy. No, no, that, that's the point that, you know. that he's saying, really? You're, you're favored him and them over me and what we've done? Because so far, Patrick Mahomes in, these play, in three playoff games 
has not thrown one ball that was considered turnover worthy. So he has no no lost fumbles, no interceptions, not even close to an interception yet. So that's what he's that's why he would say, why am I the underdog in this game? Well, I think he knows if, if, if the conversation comes up, he knows that. But again, Skip, players don't sit around no. looking at the line trying to decide if if we're underdogs or not. Because I don't know. Andy Reid made that, a big deal about it last night. He kept bringing it up, and we are the underdogs. And we yeah, are because the they keep they kept asking him about it at some yeah. point in time. You got to respond to it. You have to address it. But I can tell you, they're not sitting around saying. We're underdogs because if you felt that way, you would walk out there and say, I don't even have a chance. No, I, I think it's the other way. I just think they're they're on fire about it. They, they were on fire at Buffalo and on fire at Baltimore. Well, they're on fire yeah. at Baltimore and Buffalo because they had to go on the road and they yep. playing a team that everybody believed at home would get them in the Buffalo Bills because the Buffalo Bills beat them earlier in the year. So they figured, oh, we're going to cakewalk this thing. And they went yeah. out and took care of business. And then when you talk about the guy who's going to win the MVP and Lamar Jackson, the number one seed, everybody assumed they just was – I assumed that Baltimore was going to be in uh, Vegas. Yeah. And so because of that, players see it and they say, okay, well, we'll, we'll quiet that noise. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. back down. We are joined now by a man you see all over television. Seems like he's in every other commercial. He's a comedian. He's an actor. He's a creator. He is Drewski. What's up? Man, he has collaborated in videos with Drake and Jack Harlow. He's open for J. Cole and Chris Brown, Little Baby. I, I feel like there must be two of you, like you're, you're everywhere, man. Mm -hmm. And welcome to Undisputed. Thank you all for having me, man. Yes, sir. I've been waiting to come up here. Good. Man. Why? You know, I was, I was trying to be a sportscaster he, when he I was in college. He tried to be. Yeah, yeah. You see how he tried to be? He, he wised up. I was. Up. But, but, it it, out, but it worked out. Yeah, it worked out. It I worked told out. Him. It worked yeah, out. He, he took the right path, man. Yeah. But he's got it in his blood. Yeah. So let's talk a little sports. Yeah. Let's talk a little Super Bowl. Are you intrigued by this matchup? Yes. Um, considering Purdy being like, you know, they said he came from being like a water boy or, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, basically being a water boy and then coming to where he's at now. Yeah. It's an amazing story. It's like an underdog story. But, um, yeah, I got to go with Mahomes, though, man. Yeah, yep. That's my nickname. It is? Yeah, Drewski Mahomes. Yep. <laughs> Drewski Mahomes. Gosh. Yeah. Where did that come from? Uh, strip club in Houston. <laughs> you said from the Listen, club? strip club in Houston. Oh, okay. We're not going to talk about it. All. The dope okay. shake joint. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Area 29. Man. Yeah. All right. Is that where you're from, Houston? No, nah, I'm not from Houston. I'm from Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All the way. And you now live in Atlanta, yes. where you grew up. Yes. Did a little stint in L.A. Mm -hmm. And by the way, you do have an upcoming show, which yes. is Could Have Been Could House, have been house yes, which sir. you shot out here in L.A., mm -hmm. right? And it's going to appear where, when? Uh, it will be on YouTube. So the first season will be on YouTube. We pretty much did this with our own money and, like, put all the contestants from Could Have Been Records, the label, and one house competing for $50,000. Mm. So, okay. you know, we're giving our opportunity, brother. But yes. we ain't just giving it. Yeah. You got to earn it. All right. Yeah. So, so, so growing yeah. up, what was your favorite comedian growing up? Mm. It's a couple. It was a couple. I liked, uh, I liked uh, like Chris Farley, really? Will Ferrell, uh, Cedric the Entertainer. Um, okay. You know, like Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, yeah. I wouldn't have guessed Chris Farley. For yeah, Chris Farley for sure, man. 
Beverly Hills Ninja, that was, mm-hmm. man, yeah. that was one of the ones. Rest so what, what, what you, I'm going to ask you this just because I'm going to ask you. Yeah. What you think about all the little Cat Williams stuff? Oh, man. Boy, that's... <laughs> I know. I'm that just asking crazy. you, man. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Nah, you I'm know. just keeping it 100. I just want to yeah. know what you think. Hey, he's hey, he a crazy dude, man. That Cat Williams, hey, I don't... I don't know what they put in his water. But he was, was there a lot of truth within the crazy though? That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I ain't I ain't too deep in the game yet to know the truth of all that. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm a rookie out here, brother, so I don't know everybody's <laughs> business yet. But um but yeah, no, nah, they say he ran that 40 and I seen him do it. So that's one thing I did believe after I seen him run that 40 yard dash <laughs> in that gym. He almost tore ACL trying to do it too. That but I, I did enjoy seeing that though. It's, it was pretty crazy. But do you think though, being in on the comedian side mm-hmm. though? I don't care about all the other stuff. I'm talking right, about just right, from right. a comedian standpoint. Do you think there is some truth to sharing jokes, mm-hmm. so to speak? Mm-hmm. I think it's so, sometimes it may come off as if, because I did see the part where he said that um, Cedric had copied his entire joke, but I think we come from like these same areas of like, you know, yeah, for sure. yeah, so it's like we're all seeing the same stuff. I can stuff. fill in the blank exactly. all day long. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I don't know for sure if he did. He might have been inspired by it, though, for sure. Yeah, I think a lot of it's, us. It's a little bit of truth, yeah, because yeah. I've seen both of the jokes. Yeah, because because with Michael and I, even though he grew up, Michael Irvin, yeah. he grew up in, in the Florida area for a lot of deal. Mm-hmm. I grew up in South Central LA. Yeah. But it's the same. It's just two different yeah. states. But y'all seeing the same we stuff. We seeing the same thing, yeah. man. We fighting yeah. for pillows yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and fighting to see who going to get the last yeah. bowl of cereal. Yeah. We, yeah. we doing all those things. So, the last bowl of cereal. Man, come on, man. Mm. Man, come on now. <laughs> if you ain't got no milk, you got to mix some water in there to thin it out to make yeah, it work. Man. I'm from the suburbs. I don't know. I, I try to. Brother, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so what is your strength as a comedian, do you feel like? Um... Like my physical comedy, I, you know, yeah. I, I grew up doing Taekwondo, so, and also playing football too, you know, um, but yeah, I'm very physical. I like to act out anything and everything that I'm doing. I'm, I'm big on like mannerisms, you know, I pay attention to a lot, man. They, they, uh, on Twitter, they've been calling me a, a sociologist. Mm. I don't know why they, I don't, you know, I, I, but they saying if I did study that, I would get yeah. a, a plus, you know? So when you open as a stand-up comic, mm-hmm. how scary is that to you, that, um, that you would yeah. connect with that audience? Yeah. yeah. Um, we, we, we tried that out on this tour last year. We, we went on a, um, a worldwide, tour, well, not worldwide, statewide tour in the U.S., and uh, I tried 10 minutes every, every show because it was a com- comedy show where we had, like, improv. Yeah. I did Could Have Been Records, but at the beginning, I was practicing doing, like, 10 minutes of stand-up at the beginning. But, it, yeah, it was it's definitely dope, and I think... It's not as easy as it looks. You know, a lot of people be like, man, if you funny, you just get out there and do it. You know, but it actually takes practice of, yeah, you know, messing up and, and yeah. fixing things, critiquing, you know. So, yeah, it, it was dope, though, to be able to get out there in front of, like, 40 different cities and see all the fans come out for me. It was amazing. So you a Falcons and Hawks fan or you don't really care? Nah, I don't care, man. I, I, I really like to watch, uh, like, individual players that I know. I enjoy watching, like, let's say I'm friends with LeBron James, I'll go watch LeBron James play. But you don't have no rooting interest for the Hawks or, or, or the Falcons? Uh, it's up in the air, brother. You know, like, Trey Young is a good friend of mine, so I, like, I, I hung out with Trey in the offseason. We was working out. We was hitting these sand dunes out here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, you know, I'll go and watch him play, but I'm not a big fan of the teams, though. I'm never, I've never been, like, a team guy, you know? Yeah. Mm. yeah I mean, but I, I trained him to where he's at now. So, if you want to talk Trey Young, I trained him to what he's yeah. doing. Uh-huh. 
You help him with his three-point shooting? Yeah, you know, well, not three-point shooting, but uh, <laughs> his agility and his, uh, you know. I'm good. I'm big Taekwondo, on that. Taekwondo, huh? Yeah, Taekwondo, man. Master Kim. Dude named Master Kim. Yeah? Yeah. What degree did you get to? Well, you know, I, I got to black belt, but it was like, it's like the black belt with the white stripe. So it was like the beginner's level. And then I quit. Because once I got the black belt, they started talking about all this training and, and physical stuff. I had to say, hey, I was in it to get the belt. <laughs> I was not in it to do nothing else. Yeah. So after I got that, I, I quit. So would you say you're not to be messed with right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready at all times. What you think, speaking of mess with, though, what you think about when people... And you at their shows, mm -hmm. and they being disrespectful, and, and hopping on the stage and throwing something at you, yeah. acting, yeah. you know, well, out of we character. Ain't, we, ain't, we ain't had that yet. We ain't had that yet. But We're I know, but you seen, yet. but you done seen some other people who had yeah, to face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when those obstacles come your way, yeah, yeah. Are you, is that the reason you putting the Taekwondo out there mm -hmm. to let people know? I try to let people. I try to remind people. Hey, don't do it. Hey, I don't you need to put hands on. Yeah, you. yeah. I put, hey, I put balls on you. Don't do it. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't need the security. I got them with me, right? Mm. But I don't need it. Mm. So, you know, yeah. have you have you gotten any from your jokes? Have you gotten any backlash from people like, man, what the hell are you doing, dog? Yeah. Yeah. I think. Um, well, before the tour, a lot of people were just pushing me to do it. Like, you know, just in general, because, you know, in the comedy space, you aren't respected until you get out there on the stage. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think it was more of that than it was more of like the critiquing of the actual jokes. It was more so mm -hmm. of like people just saying, oh, you ain't, you know, if you don't do it, you ain't, you ain't nothing. You ain't nobody. So when we did the tour, it was like nothing else for nobody to say. It's like, yo, we did everything now. It's like, mm -hmm. yo. So, you know, we just still try to learn and like just keep going. And, you know, I got so much stuff I want to accomplish, man. I had Forbes 30 for 30 this year, 30 under 30 this mm -hmm. year. So, yeah, it was yeah, I used it's been to an amazing go, year for sure. I used to go uh, when we were in high school. I used to go to Maverick Flats on Crenshaw. It was a it was a known Maverick like Flats. Maverick Flats is on Crenshaw, yeah. just past Stocker. So all the comedians you can think of out there roasting. Oh, everybody, all the way from Chris Tucker to yeah. you you name them all. They used yeah. to just in small little ghetto spot. Yeah. Really? So yeah, yeah, we used to all go there on Friday or Saturday this night is before Chris Tucker. This is, yeah, this is before. This is all, okay, this yeah. is doing like the, the early Friday days. Yeah. They, they yeah. make it $1,500 yeah. just to appear, yeah. that type of stuff. That's but all true. of them, all, a whole bunch yeah. of them uh, would come and, and, you know, it was pretty interesting. Though. Yeah. It was yeah. So are you going Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Oh, definitely. Yeah. They don't call me Drewski Mahomes for nothing. Okay. Yeah, all I right. got to go, uh, I got to go Chiefs for sure. You know, they, um, they've been playing a good, bro, they've been putting, this whole season, they've been an amazing team. But I think, it's almost like, even in the last game, I thought for sure that Lamar and them was going to pull it off until so I see it. Yeah, I know. I yep. know. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So much for that. Yeah. Are you going out there? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely going out to Vegas for sure, mm -hmm. man. I got to, they, they put me in some suite out there. I got to be there in attendance. All right. You know? Wind it up with a quick thought on the Lakers. You do know LeBron. What, what, what's their fate this year? Do you think they can contend? <sighs> About him being traded? No, no. Can they win the West? Can they get back in sync? And uh, yeah, I think for sure, man. I think he just has to take control because that coach, I don't know what that coach doing. Ain't nobody <laughs> even listening to that dude. They walk. There are mornings they, they, we don't yeah, know they, either. Yeah. yeah. I've seen the whole bench get up and walk while the coach was talking. He was still breaking down the plays. <laughs> so I don't, yeah, LeBron needed to just become the coach. Coach. The rest of the season, yeah. I would like, I've, I've told Keyshawn, I'd like to see him be the player coach. Yeah, I just play basketball, man. Yeah. Lead a coach into somebody else. <laughs> play basketball. Hey, we appreciate you. Thank you, man. Pleasure to appreciate have you. you and uh, God bless you in all that you do. Thank you, man. All Thank right. Way to go. Gang, gang. No
mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Come on.